Welcome everyone back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm coming to you, the people of the UCLA fan base, uh, just a few minutes after UCLA managed to lose to San Diego State at home, 23-14, to uh, starting the season 0-2, Chip Kelly... Um, uh, started last year, obviously 0 and 5. Now starting 0 and 2, uh, and these two were, um, you know, maybe not the. Depending on what you think about Arizona on the road, not the most winnable, but certainly two of the three most winnable games in that stretch. Um, so certainly a possibility of going 0 and 5 again um, is now very much on the table. Uh, but let's let's talk about that in a second. Um, let's first talk about the game itself. Um, it was sort of like a, a lot like um, the Cincinnati game. Um, UCLA started off, and you know the offense looked like, oh man, it's it's really going to start rolling here on the first drive. And then from then on, the offense pretty much stagnated. Um, there were some miscues, even when it was looking okay through the first half. There were still some miscues. There was that fumble. You know, that might have been a catch and might have not been a catch, but was ruled a fumble uh, by Mike Martinez. Um, but but then it didn't, it, it suddenly stopped looking good after a little while once uh, San Diego State kind of got wise to what they were trying to do. Dorian Thompson-Robinson started to get more inaccurate as the game went on. Um, he had some good throws, like when he had a really clean pocket, no pressure, uh, he was able to hit some throws. That, that touchdown throw to Dulcich was really pretty. Um, that one corner route, uh, I forget who the receiver was on it, uh, but that one corner route, uh, I think right before the Dulcich, uh, touchdown was really good. Um, but other than that, I mean, he was, he was once again, pretty off on a lot of throws, a lot of easy makeable throws. He just was missing guys. Um, I, I didn't see as much wild, um, experimentation from Chip Kelly in this game from an offensive scheme standpoint. It seemed like they were much simpler. Um, they were doing a lot less motions and shifts and all that kind of stuff. They seemed to be going to more spread, especially early. Um, more formations with three and four wide receivers. Um, and it seemed to work for a while. It, it still lacked the tempo of uh, anything he was doing at Oregon or anything that you know a lot of good offenses in college football do. Um, and like... I don't know, even when it was working well in the second half, I mean, even when they were completing throws and, and, you know, the plays were getting off without a hitch, they weren't making like, it wasn't like a big play offense. Like it was a lot of, oh, it's this elaborate route to get a ball to a guy to get like three or four yards. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at all that stuff. So I don't want to critique scheme too much, but it, uh, it, it certainly wasn't good. Um, but offensively, you know, there was a lot of bad, but I think the main issues for UCLA, especially given the quality of the opponent they were facing, the quality of offense they were facing, were, was defense. Um, despite the best efforts of the defensive line, which I thought, you know, again, speed and all that kind of stuff, anything out to the edge they struggle with, they, they handled the run really well. Um, but uh, UCLA's secondary and their defensive scheme and the linebackers, made Ryan Agnew look like a Heisman candidate. Um, that dude, so this was his career high in yards. He's not talented. Like, he's not a particularly talented quarterback. If you look at that arm, he's not 
he's not throwing rockets out there. Um, but what he did do is not make any horrible decisions. And then he threw to the wide open receivers. And more often than not, there were wide open receivers, especially on play action. Um, I, I got to figure the linebacker eyes were just incredibly undisciplined on play action. It's hard to know, um, watching the TV feed, but, um, those, those play action throws, it was incredible how open guys were over the middle of the field. Um, and just uh, this, this defense just looks horribly coached. Um, and it looked that way last year. Um, and it looks that way this year to me. Um, it just it doesn't look like they're particularly well coached. Uh, the secondary is obviously down an important figure in Darnay Holmes, but there's no excuse for the way they played today. Um, I thought the corners were both they both really really struggled. Jay Shaw and Elijah Gates. Um, you know maybe put in disadvantageous circumstances, but they've they've got to play better than that. Um, but I mean the whole the whole defense it just does not look particularly well coached, um, and so I think that's you know, top to bottom. And this was even a game where I thought they got more pressure consistently than they've gotten maybe at any other point in the Chip Kelly era. Like, and that was more of a, I think a commentary on the San Diego state offensive line than anything. Um, but they were, they were, they were collapsing the pocket with some regularity. Um, but they either couldn't get home or it wasn't enough to, you know, compensate for the fact that dudes were just flying wide open, uh, through the middle of the defense. Um, it was terrible. I mean, a terrible football game. Uh, San Diego State, I, I think, you know, it's it's so hard to assess because UCLA is very bad. Um, I think San Diego State might be a little better than Cincinnati. Um, they might be better coached. I really like Rocky Long. I think their offense really did some smart things against UCLA. Um, so I, I, I would maybe take San Diego State over Cincinnati on a neutral field right now. Um, especially given that Cincinnati really does look like a paper tiger after, and I know Ohio state's a ton better than UCLA, obviously, but they, they looked bad against Ohio state. They looked like a bad team. Um, so I, it's hard to know too much off that opener and San Diego state, I think, um, maybe is a little bit more competent than they showed against Weber state. Um, certainly a lot better than UCLA. Um, so that is, um, that's kind of the take on the game. I mean, I'll get into it a little bit more, but I think it's kind of useless to talk about, you know, too much of the micro of a game like that. Um, when you're losing to Cincinnati on the road, San Diego State at home, and you've gone three and nine the previous year, there's a lot more going on than, oh, yeah, you know, if Darnay Holmes had been in, they would have been a lot better. Or if Dorian Thompson Robinson had completed this throw or that throw, they would have been a lot better. Look, man, if you can't, if you can't beat San Diego State with, uh, just here's the thing. UCLA had never lost to San Diego State, I think, or maybe it was one ever. I don't I remember. I don't remember the stat. But the reason that happens, it's not always because UCLA has a better coach or a better quarterback than San Diego State. It's because UCLA has more talent always than San Diego State, except do they right now? Because watching those teams, I'm struck by how decimated the talent has gotten um, over the two years now of the Chip Kelly era, jettisoning the 35 guys or whatever it was after year one or after the first offseason, really, and then recruiting like he's recruiting, um, not managing the roster in any real way. Um, this is what you're left with, a team where, you know, yeah, they can they can compete with San Diego State and be on the field with them for a while, but there's not going to be a pronounced speed advantage for the Bruins. In fact, 
they looked slower than San Diego State. And, you know, last week against Cincinnati, they looked slower than Cincinnati. Um, and aside from the defensive line, I don't see a huge size advantage also. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, there's there's a lot wrong, obviously. Um, and if you get into the macro stuff, it gets a little bit worrying. But I do want to spin this. I don't want to spin it. What I do want to say is however this goes with Chip Kelly, and I think at this point, I'm not ready to call it, but this is going a certain way. And this year, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing anything better than four and eight. And that's probably my best case scenario right now. Um, and I know I was getting a little called out on the board for, you know, being a reactive fan to, um, when I said in the last broadcast that I thought, you know, I'd take the under on four and a half. Um, and maybe I was, who knows, but now I, I, I don't know if there's going to be anybody out there who's taken the over on four and a half for this year. Um, but I think if you look at it, um, four and eight is the best case. Um, there's a reasonable case where they're, you know, beating Oregon state and then nobody, um, you know, everybody has shown, I think a little bit more than UCLA at this point. Um, and frankly, if Oregon state was in Corvallis, I, I wouldn't be chalking that up as a sure win. I, th- I still think it is right now, but if it was in Corvallis, I, I, I would not be, um, but so there's there's some there's some real possibility that this ends up being one of the worst years UCLA's ever had. That said, um, this is still at the end of the day a relatively easy job. I want you to hold that in your head as you continue to hear about how Chip Kelly had a catastrophic rebuild um, and how this thing had to be torn to the studs and all that stuff. It's all, I, I mean, it's all narrative. It's all hooey. Um, this thing, look, did UCLA football have some elements that needed to be purged and need, you know, the culture change and all that stuff? Sure. Every program needs that when there's a coaching change for a variety of reasons. But just, you know, guys are bought into a certain philosophy and then a new guy comes in. Or the old guy, you know, he kind of did lose the thread at the end. And I think that's true of Jim Mora. But did it require purging 35 guys and recruiting like a Mountain West team? No, no, I don't think it did. Um, And you're going to hear a lot of narrative that, oh, man, you know, that job must just be, you know, really just done. And it just you just can't win there. And I want to say that's that's complete crap. This job is still very easy if you do it right. Um, You have to actually take advantage of the natural advantage, which is the proximity to talent and uh, actually recruit them. Um, And if you do those two things, you can rebuild this thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking ahead now and it looks like there's going to be some rebuilding in UCLA's future, uh, whether it's, you know, this year and they really start to recruit well and somehow they rebound from this and, and do really well next year, which with that schedule still a possibility or whether it's the next guy, if we're just talking frankly, um, and you know, whenever that ends up being after three years or four years or five years of Chip Kelly, um, and maybe Kelly himself figures it out and next year ends up being nine and three or something. Um, and they're able to build off of that. That's still out there. Um, but this year is, is this year's quickly getting away from him two games in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my, uh, my take on the game and the immediate sense of the program. Um, I'm going to answer some of your questions right now because I said I would, 
Um, all right, True Blue, True Blue Bruin twenty four. Even though UCLA would never fire Chip this year without scandal, in a world where he decides to retire, leave is fired. How long of a rebuild is the program looking at with this current roster and decimated fan base? Um, so I think it's uh, unlike basketball; it's never just a one year thing with football. Um, I think so. Say so realistically i don't think he's getting fired until after the 2020 season um i think that would be the earliest that it would ever possibly happen now well not ever possibly that's the earliest realistically i could see it happening um if they go 1 and 11 or 0 and 12 this year things might get weird but i i, I wouldn't i still wouldn't bet on it um but if 2020 is bad again say they go like i don't know 5 and 7 say they go like 3 and 9 again this year and then they go 5 and 7 next year and they fire him. Um, assuming recruiting has already been tanked again for another cycle, which means probably another top 40, top 50 class, I think it would probably take... I think the next coach would have to be given some major leeway to go his 3-9, and 3-9, and nine or whatever to start out, because the talent will be in a pretty bad place, and they will have to rebuild, and they will have to really sell with that first class, and you know, there's going to be a time where it's not looking too great. Um, and I think that has to be built in. But two years in to whatever the next thing is, I would think they would start turning the corner a little bit just because they would start to fill out the roster with talent again. Um, and you do have to take into account, I do think some of Chip's evaluations have been pretty good. Um, some of these three-star types and these unheralded ones have, you know, looked a little bit better than what you would have expected. So it's not... You don't have to throw out everything, but um, I still think it would be a it would be a pretty substantial rebuild for what uh, UCLA is. Um, Shaba Bruin, at what point is it acceptable, feasible to fire Chip Kelly? Um, I mean, it's really a math game, um, and it's a I think it's a decision the athletic department needs to ba- make based on hard factors. And um, the the thing with the Chip Kelly era is there has never been an up period. Um, it's been down from the beginning, um, starting out 0 and 5. And I guess the up period was literally one game against USC, but, um, I I don't think they've ever seen the boost to like ticket sales and all that kind of stuff that you would have wanted. And so I think at some point they're going to have a dollars and cents issue here. Um, because I don't think, look, there were 30, like 7,000 people out there at the Rose bowl this weekend. Um, I, I don't think the, the program is going to be making enough money, um, to, to justify whatever, you know, expense they're, they're making on him every year. Um, now obviously there's a sunk cost there and there's a buyout and all that kind of junk. So that's going to factor in, but I don't know. And a lot of this is going to be dependent on, um, if, if boosters get sick of it. And, you know, at the beginning, before the year started, we heard, you know, the boosters are all in more or less on Kelly and the three and nine really didn't matter. I'm sure that thinking is going to change. And I think after this game, some of them will start changing their tune a little bit. Um, and by the end of a very bad year, who knows? Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think it's still um, to be D TBD um, chip Kelly's buyout from JD Bruin. I think it's like 9 million, something like that. Um, and I think it's a full reciprocal buyout. Um, Bruin Jimbo, uh, what's the exit strategy for UCLA? When can UCLA conceivably get out from under chip? Just answered that one. 
uh, U-B-C-R-L-U-A-I-N. That's impossible to pronounce. Um, with the second loss now in the books, what's your outlook on the season? Is an 0-12 team more realistic now than ever? Yeah, this is the most um, likely I've ever felt about an 0-12. Um, I don't think it would ever happen, but it's the most real that's ever felt. Um, I think if I was putting money on it right now, it'd be 2-10 or 3-9. Uh, baby bear fever. If there was a God, does he hate us that much? Or is Dan Guerrero secretly sacrificing goats to sabotage us? This is, so I'm, a, I'm out on the whole UCLA curse thing. I don't think there, I, I don't think any of that stuff's real. Um, what I think is that UCLA has made some very bad hires over the years and that he got really, really unlucky with this one. Um, you couldn't have done it any different. And the reality was there were signs you know, NFL chip was out there and there were, you know, two and two and 14 with the Niners was certainly a, a data point you could take, but you couldn't make the decision not to hire him based off of that. Um, maybe you could have, I don't know the particulars, but I would, I don't blame them for hiring Chip Kelly. It was just, you know, bad luck. Uh, Bruins 08. Why was a QB change not made? If DTR is the only guy we have, does that mean CCK does not believe in the other quarterbacks on the roster? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, I thought DTR was pretty bad again in the second half, especially. Um, and you could have made the case, but he wasn't making the truly egregious errors that he was making um, against Cincinnati. Um, and he looked sharp enough to start the game and at enough points in the second half that maybe there wasn't an opportune moment to pull him. But I don't know. I don't know if that passes my smell test, but I could see that being maybe the rationale and also. Kelly might be a protect the quarterback type. I, I don't remember him ever pulling his quarterbacks at Oregon at all, even when they struggled, though the, the struggles were very rare. So maybe it was just the case that, you know, he's, he's one of those guys who's going to trust his starter until it becomes like apocalyptic in how bad he is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I would have given, I would have given Bert, I would have planned like before the game even to give Burton a series or something just to, you know, get another look out there and see what he looks like in a game. Um, Daggy Bruin, why did we hate ourselves so much to become UCLA football fans? Look, man, it's probably in your blood. I know it's in mine. Um, I, I there was there was no other option for me. Uh, Bruin FB seventy two. Is this worse than under Newheisel? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Newheisel. Here's the thing about Rick, and this is probably one of the few times I'll say something nice about Newheisel. He was a UCLA guy, even like at its worst, he still obviously loved the job and still was obviously like bleeding and dying with every loss. Like obviously very much cared about it, not only for his personal life, but also for the university as a whole. Like he was committed to the job. Now, does that mean he was always like worked the hardest at it and always had like practice plans in on time? No, of course not. But he was, I mean, I don't like to you know, talk about it in these terms, but he was a Bruin, right? Like he was a guy who, you know, had UCLA in his blood, like, you know, many of the fans do. Uh, Chip Kelly isn't that. And uh, like any affection he's shown towards UCLA whatsoever, I would be shocked if, if you could tell me about it, because I haven't heard anything. Um, he, he's, he, he's an interloper. And it's one thing for a guy who you saw, you know, lead UCLA to a Rose Bowl victory or whatever, turns out to be a bad coach. That's one thing. Um, but an interloper who's going three and nine and also disrespecting, you know, UCLA traditions in various ways. And 
you know, maybe that's not the, maybe that that's why he's not getting a, a super great leash here. Um, and it's, it's what we said in the, or what I was saying in the preseason, which is, you know, you can do all the like negative to the media stuff things if you want. Um, but it does give you less leash when things go wrong. Like you don't, you're not building goodwill. Um, and I don't think he's done much to build goodwill at this point. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to, if, if this continues on this trend, I think it's going to make his tenure definitely shorter than it otherwise would have been if he'd done some more goodwill building. Um, Tuna Sandwich, is Kelly still going to bench DTR? Kelly won't get fired, but we can at least try a different quarterback. Um, what do you mean still going to bench DTR? I haven't heard any intimations from him that he's going to bench DTR. Um, MWMD1, is Chip capable of seeing the problems and making short and long-term changes, or is he in the we-just-need-to-tackle-execute-better camp? P.S. Sorry, I called the blur a gimmick last week. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't know, man. Because now, if you're... I'm trying to see this. So my initial sense for this season was based on the idea that they were progressing at the end of last year and that they looked like a real team by the end of last season. They don't suddenly again. So I have to reevaluate. And so now I'm trying to look at things through a broader analysis where I'm saying, okay, what if it truly is NFL chip last six games of last year were a false positive because they lucked into a fifth year senior quarterback who could execute some stuff and Dorian Thompson Robinson's good games were more of a mirage than anything else. So what what would that analysis look like? And that analysis looks more like, oh, maybe the offense really was just kind of bad, and it took somebody with a lot of experience to make it look functional, um, but it is bad. And then that's of a piece with his NFL years. So he didn't make a ton of changes in the NFL years, or at least not positive ones. And then last year, you know, the offense seemed to streamline a bit. But again, was that just it playing more into Wilton Spate's strengths at the end of the year? I just don't know. Um, so I guess it's a it's an unknown for me whether he has it in him to make the short and long term changes. Um, but if I I'm I'm skeptical because if he if he had it in him, I think that would have happened by now. And I'm I'm still skeptical of his mindset um, that he decided to come back to college with much more something that looks like his NFL offense than what actually worked in college when he was here. Um, that's that's still my number one WTF about the Chip Kelly era is why oh why they're not running the Blur 2.0. Um, and I know I got a bunch of stuff from last year for why I was even suggesting that they do that. Um, it's because it's a simple offense. It's a simple offense that when it ran even semi-well at the college level, it was a complete game changer. If you just did that again, just did that again, I think it would still be like a top 25 offense. And if you built on it the way, I don't know, some people are doing throughout college football, you, you could do it again. You could have a truly revolutionary thing, but I just don't think he's interested. So, yeah. Uh, Bruin Jimbo, how hydrated were the players? Well, according to Yogi Roth, they were as hydrated as hell. Uh, and, and, so I'm happy about that. Uh, NM Giardina, does the admin of UCLA understand how bad this could get looking at becoming the Illinois football on the West coast? That's the thing. But like, I want to get the, out of this mindset. Um, UCLA will never be the Illinois football on the West coast. It's going to have down periods. And right now it's currently in the midst of a 20 year down period. Um, but 
the thing is the potential of the program is always better than these crap programs that you can compare it to. It's always going to be better than Rutgers from a potential standpoint. It's always going to be better than Illinois from a potential standpoint. That's why, that's why like a, some shoe brand like Under Armour invests so much damn money in UCLA because there's so much potential energy there if you can tap into it. Um, and I, it's, there's, there's a possibility that this gets really, really bad and really, really low under Chip Kelly, but this program is never dead. Um, and it's never more than two or three years away from being good again. If they get the right formula in place, if they get a coach who's not, you know, completely hung up on whatever happened to him in a different league. Like there's so many different things that, um, play into it. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's a matter of finding the right coach at the right time. And one of these years, UCLA is going to do it. Um, comfort zone. I asked at the mailbag about whether UCLA would fire Kelly if it went a Tom Homo-esque 1-11. It's looking like the reality now. How can the administration keep him if that comes to bear, as seems increasingly likely? Um, I would say it's uh, still very unlikely um, that they would do that. But I, I can't rule out the possibility that they would um, at least consider it. I mean, that would everything would be tanking at that point. Uh, the wave twenty nineteen. Try to stay rational for us. Is four and eight realistic this year? You could you could make a case that they could get all the way to four and eight. Um, it would require you got to beat Oregon State. You probably have to beat Arizona on the road, and then you probably have to beat two of Colorado, ASU, and Cal. Um, I think that's possible. I wouldn't bet money on it, but I think it's totally possible. Um, ASU has some O-line issues. They might get figured out by that point. Um, Colorado showed some fight against Nebraska and won. Uh, Cal looks maybe a little bit worse than last year. Um, Oregon State's still a train wreck, but their offense can go. Um, yeah, I mean, 4-8's and a possibility for sure. Uh, Bruins one, three, one, seven. It seems improbable that Kelly will be let go this early, but do you expect changes to the coaching staff? Like as being demoted, fired, if the woes continue, uh, not in season, but after the year, for sure. I could see that happening. Um, summer riches, some riches. Um, are these two horrendous games, the ultimate smoke screen by chip, and he's going to come out with his real game plan and strategy against Oklahoma, hanging 70 on them and showing us what to expect for the remainder of the season. Cause I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. If only, uh, Polo down 21, fire Chip Kelly and go all out for Urban. Chip Kelly lost his players. Cool. KJL, is DTR the best quarterback on the roster? If so, why? Um, he might very well be. And if so, why? Uh, because Chip Kelly has not recruited uh, the position or many positions very well. Uh, Bruin trouble. True or false, Chip cares more about using an offense that interests him personally than he does winning games. I mean, you got to almost lean towards true right now. Um, maybe not like, ex maybe not consciously, but at least subconsciously. Um, because if you, if you cared more about winning games, I think you'd probably try to run the offense that won you 46 against seven losses in college. Just, that'd be my sense of it. Uh, train wreck 84. Have our pets heads fallen off? Yes. Ryan side, call it Dave. Will it be the most UCLA thing ever for coach Kelly to be fired after three woeful seasons, get hired at a group of five school and proceed to set NCAA offensive records running a blur offense. Yes, that would be the most UCLA thing ever. RSK, excuse that defense is on the field too much. Excuse that defense is on the field too much. Is that the fault of the DC, correct? Or is the fault of the guy that hired him? Um, 
Well, I don't think the defense being on the field too much is always the fault of the... Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Uh, Rock Singer. Is the third down bell used to let opposing team know they're about to get a first down? Asking for a friend. Yes. Uh, CK Fresh, 5289. Again, play calling was horrible this game. Much better than last week, but that's not saying much. Also, decision to leave out Josh Kelly for multiple series and then bring him in on a fourth and one play, and San Diego State is not expecting a read option. Do you think this is one of those situations where Chip is trying to figure out his best personnel, or is he again not wanting to put much on tape before league play begins? Um, I don't know. I think he could be rusty. I think, um, because play callers can get rusty too. Um, I think this might be something where he's trying to still figure things out. I don't, I don't know if I buy that not putting too much on tape, because if that's true, I think he's dumb. I mean, I, I I think that's, I shouldn't say I think he's dumb. I think that's dumb. Um, that's, that's not a good reason to not try to run your best offense, especially with your back up against the wall as it is right now. Um, this was a must-win game, as was Cincinnati, for UCLA to have a bowl season this year. Um, like, the, the path to a bowl game right now is insane to think about um, for just this season. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't buy the not putting things on tape. Z1 <clears throat> uh, and only, 14 games into in Kelly has amassed a whopping 3-11 record. When UCLA goes 0-12, what are the chances they cut the cord with Kelly? Uh, address that. Uh, Imada asks the same questions. Go Bruins 34. Should we create a scandal to get rid of him? Uh, Bruins 1934. Is there a head coach that's more arrogant than ours that has had less success in the past four years? I'm sure there is. Uh, it's a profession full of uh, uh, head coaching in, in general. It's full of megalomania. Uh, Go Brew. Ted Robinson said UCLA is a young team. I guess to justify why they're losing under Chip Kelly. Is UCLA a young good team or a young bad team? Considering how awful Chip Kelly is recruiting, could Kelly be on the verge of driving the football program into the ground? Um, So I want to address the young team thing because I think it's... I know Chip Kelly has cited the 87 freshman and sophomores number or whatever. So many of them are walk-ons that it's really kind of a, a misleading thing. Um, also a lot of these young guys played the full year last year, so they're young, but they're in their experience. So I don't like the youth argument here. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely some danger that UCLA could fall off a little bit of a cliff here, but again, there's always a bottom to the cliff for UCLA and there's always a path upward, um, just requires the right match. Uh, oh, so for life, how soon can chip be fired? Um, got that one uh brew and ice do we fold the football program no uh asad abidi you david you said last year if you were given the choice to buy or sell chip you would sell are you firmly in the fire chip camp now um i'm still in the cell for sure um i don't think you can fire him right now um but if they go if they went 1 and 11 or 0 and 12 i would think there's basically i would i would I would strongly guess that there's no chance that they're having a good enough year in 2020 to keep him. So, but this is me from like a real politics standpoint, I would probably be looking to cut bait if I was in charge of the whole thing, but it does, there's a math consideration, there's money consideration, and I don't want to discount that. I mean, and, and keeping him for that third year, I don't think is a, it's a deal breaker by any stretch because the next guy would have a rebuild on his hands anyway. Um, And I don't know, I don't know how much lower you can go after 1-11, and 0-12. and 12. It's just another year of bad. Um, and it'll probably be a little bit better in 2020 just because the team will age up. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I mean, I would be fine keeping them in 2022 because I don't think they'd be, um, after 0 and 12, I don't think they'd be good enough for it to be like a job saving thing. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's a conversation for later. Uh, JP Bruin, will there be another reason for optimism story? Not sure. Uh, CNH Sugar 72, what's UCLA's recourse? Another, actually, my story after this game might be a reason for optimism story. And it might be kind of what I'm saying here, which is, look, in the macro, in the long term, there's always reason for optimism at UCLA. And it's not coached, and it's not dependent on Chip Kelly figuring this thing out. Um, CNH Sugar 72, what's UCLA's recourse? Another year of this crap, then he's fired after 2020. Uh, got this one. Is UCLA football cursed? Did that one. My question is, why should I continue being a Bruin fan? Clap X8. Thank you for that question. Um, look, there's a lot of reasons. First, um, you're 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 a fan. You've you've managed to sit through the last 20 years. I mean, what's another couple of these things? No big deal. Second, again, in the long term, and I I know it seems like it's a false hope at this point because we've dealt with the last 20 years. But like, think back to even just the first few years of Mora, who was an imperfect coach even then. Um, but with just a good coach who was really interested in the program and was really invested in recruiting and hired a good staff, they were gangbusters. They were seconds, like they were, they were Brett Hundley not hitting his midseason funk and the offense not being down to like their third string left tackle and no healthy running backs away from beating Oregon in 2013 when Oregon was near the peak of its powers. Um, like they were close to really breaking through under Mora, who, as we learned and as we saw over the years, was really imperfect. There's there's always that potential. There's always that. You just it's this this time around they got a little unlucky. Um, and that's what I'm gonna say right now. I, I think they got unlucky with Chip Kelly. Maybe Chip Kelly finds himself again. I don't want to like throw out the entire era. Maybe it maybe it still works out. I have my doubts at three and eleven, but maybe it still works out. But they got unlucky. But they still had a good. They were they went out on the market and they said in that offseason we're going to get the best coach available and they got the best coach available and he turned out well he's he's got some hangups. Um, but there, you don't throw out the process because the result was bad. And I think UCLA is finally getting some big boy processes in place. So you 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 roll the dice again in a couple of years. You know, I would say that's probably the likely result at this point. And uh, when you do, you know, I think there's always a good chance that UCLA ends up with a good coach. And then they're off to the races again. So it's just sticking through another couple of years. I think if you can do that, I think the, the future is always pretty bright. Um, and then Jay Valjean is 0-12 possible. All right. Uh, well, that's enough for me. Um, I hope that uh, helped a little bit. hope it helped, uh, I don't know, pass the time a little bit on your drive home. But uh, we will talk again soon. All right. Hang in there, everybody. Better times ahead.